Welcome, listeners, to the inaugural episode of the Comic Con Podcast. I'm Zach, aka the Manimal, and with me is my partner in crime, Justin, aka Nemesis Prime. Say so what's up? What's going on, everybody? We are here, episode one, 2021. We've made it seven days. We are taping this on January 7th, 2021. Uh, really happy to be here for both Zach and myself. It's been something that we've been talking about for the past month. Um, you know, we'll kind of talk about some things. This first episode is going to be really like who we are. Uh, we are also going to be talking about what we want to hear on this podcast for you guys out there in the comic book community and, uh, you know, what we're going to bring on a weekly basis. This week, we also are going to talk about the Wonder Woman 84 review. So if you haven't heard about that, please skip over that part. We're also going to be talking about DC Future State. It did start off this week. And definitely, we're going to end on a high with Star Wars High Republic launch as well. So uh, we'll get right into you know our first topic. So who am I? So if you guys don't know, Nemesis Prime, my name is Justin. Been around the uh, YouTube game for about three years. If you don't know, I was formerly on Three Men in a Basement. And over the past as well, two years, I've been on Lords of the Longbox um, with Zach, as well as some other guys, you know, TiVo, Ryan, and Otto. So, you know, really wanted to do this. And uh, this is our next thing. So pass it off to my man, Manimal. So Manimal, tell the people out there, who are you? <laughs> yeah, so I've been around for a minute as well, a couple of years now. Um, dabbled in the YouTube game, was on a couple channels there um, as well. Had a pretty big following on my previous channel, but then kind of switched over to Lords of the Long Box as well. Um, had known Justin and especially Tim for quite a long time. They invited me over to uh, join the Lords and take part in that. And I couldn't say no, you know, talking comics with some of your boys. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. So switch over to the Lords. Been hanging out with them for a couple. Uh, what's this? Like, I don't know, almost a year a now, year, maybe year and yeah. a half. Yeah. And uh, Justin, I've been talking channel. Leave it out there in the open. Tell people no, where you come from. Yeah, I came from Gem Mint Collectibles. Uh, okay. I used to be there at the start. And then I left a little bit, about a year and a half after being there for a while. Um, left for some some reasons, you know, that maybe we can talk about it another time. But uh, anyway, yeah, so Justin and I, you know, we we decided we wanted to do something. But, you know, the YouTube community is great. We love the YouTube community. Don't get me wrong. But to be honest, it's a little cluttered over there. There's a lot of people doing a lot of stuff, a lot of people doing the same stuff. And, you know, all respect and power to all those people. But we kind of wanted to branch out, do our own thing, try a new format. So that's why you're finding us here on the podcast. Yeah. And guys, as you are listening to this, we are on Spotify, Google, and Apple iTunes. If you are listening on Apple iTunes, please leave a five-star review and you know give us a comment. Of course, down in the description of the Spotify, you will also see our email, the Comic-Com podcast at gmail.com. If you can send us any links as far as you know articles that you want us to talk about, you want to send us anything to talk about in general, and also a voicemail. We actually got our first voicemail on our yeah, first man. episode, which is going to be a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, so we're going to pull right into you know our next topic. So what are you guys going to be hearing on the podcast, and what do we want to bring? So like Zach talked about, you know, we wanted to do something different. I didn't want to jump back into a YouTube channel doing haul videos doing videos, doing live shows and stuff like that. So I really wanted to get this down because you know what? I'm sure everybody listening to this, you may be driving to work right now. You may be sitting in your office. You may be at home. You know, you may be at the gym. Who knows? But right. you know what? You don't have to be watching us. All you got to do is listen to us. So Zach, is that something that you agree? Yeah, man. And you know, uh, like I said, much love for the YouTube community. But to be honest, the whole time I've been on it, I've never really been much of a YouTube watcher. Like, it's not my thing. Um, like Justin said, you know, I'm more apt to listen to a podcast while I'm driving or at the gym or something like that. You know, obviously, unless you pay for YouTube Red or whatever, yeah. you got to, you can't close your phone if you have YouTube up. So it's kind of annoying. So, um, and yeah, we get it. You know, comics are definitely a visual medium and podcast is obviously a little bit more audio. But, you know, if you're listening to our podcast, most likely, you know what we're talking about anyway, and we don't need to show you things. This isn't a show and tell of look at all the stuff we got. That's not that's not what this podcast is about. I look at all the hauls and the, the nice toys that we bought and stuff like that. CGC we're, unboxing right now, guys. We're going to do a 25 CGC unboxing. You're not going to see the books, but you're going to hear about the books. We'll talk about them and describe them as they come out the box. <laughs> no, nah, man. You know, it's chill. It's it's 
we just want to talk comics, have fun. Like, like Justin said, please send us emails, send us uh, voice memos. We want this to be a very free flowing kind of like a, a talk show type vibe. You know, um, we're going to be adult in here. We're not going to pull any punches. Whatever you want to talk about, we're willing to talk about. Um, yeah, guys. So make sure you find us uh, on Instagram. Of course, the Comic-Con podcast. You'll see the link in the profile of our Instagram page, which follows, you know, basically where you could find us. It's got our email. So anything like Manuel and myself said, please email us, email us anything that you want us to talk about or anything that you want us to hear. So uh, as we're getting into our first real big article, you know, again, we are recording this on January 7th. We hope by now it's been two weeks since Wonder Woman 84 came out on HBO Max as well as in the theaters. We hope you've at least got a chance to watch it because we're going to be talking about it in a really detailed and really spoiler <laughs> type of combat. So, you know, we're going to go into our review. Uh, I will go into my review first and then Zach will go into his and, you know, and we're going to basically talk about everything that was part of that movie. So. Uh, let's get right into it. Wonder Woman 84. It was supposed to come out in what? March of last year, I believe. Yeah. Was that right? March or June or something like that? Yeah. So it got pushed back and did it get pushed back for the better or worse? In my opinion, absolutely not. Uh, we're going to go, I'm going to go through all the characters. So Wonder Woman Gal Gadot absolutely nails this character uh, for a younger person in my thirties. You know, I didn't grow up on the Linda Carter Wonder Woman. So I don't know that version. To me, I grew up on Wonder Woman cartoon from the Justice League. Like, I know voice actors, actresses, I should say. So that's really where I know Wonder Woman. This is obviously my first big go around for a live action Wonder Woman. I think she embodies the character 100%. Next character, you got Pedro Pascal, man. He is amazing. Let's talk yeah. about his acting chops. He's yeah. great. <laughs> He's obviously the Mandalorian. So... That's just Keller because he's got the Star Wars franchise and now he's in a DC movie. But just down out, if you look at this movie and watch it, he is very, he's an amazing actor. The way he talks, the way he comes across, his mannerisms and everything. I think, you know, unfortunately, maybe it was the writing that was this or maybe it was Warner Brothers. But at the end of the day, I think his character is very well done. Maxwell Lord, if you guys know DC Comics and read him in the past, He's a great character, very underrated. Probably oh, yeah. what, Zach? Probably top five of Wonder Woman's like villains, you want to say? Oh, man. I think I'd say top three. I mean, I think we talked about it offline. Cheetah, Max Lord, and Ares, I would say, are her mm -hmm. top three. Okay. Yeah. In my opinion. And then, and the last thing to talk about is Kristen Wiig. Now, like, you know, like Zach said, Cheetah. One of, you know, it's definitely the yin to the yang on that. But Kristen Wiig, if you'd never seen Kristen Wiig on any type of comedy movie and you just saw her here, I think she did a phenomenal job, an yeah, absolute phenomenal job. You know, I thought she was, you know, the nerdy in the beginning and then she got sexy. And I've even sent this picture to you guys is she reminds me of Selena Kyle in Batman Returns with Michelle Pfeiffer. Because oh, she, sure. went from, she went from being that nerdy reception or executive yeah. assistant. She gets killed. And then she comes back and she is downright gorgeous, man. Like in the, you know, in Batman Returns, you see Selena Kyle in the Christmas scene where she's got the black dress on. And same thing, Kristen Wiig's got her, you know, black dress on when she goes to that party. It's identical. It's mm -hmm. unbelievable. So past the characters, that 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 is my review on the characters. But the overall movie, oh, we got, you know, obviously there's Stephen Trevor. So we'll kind of put Stephen Trevor in there as well. Uh, you know, Chris Pine does a great job. Same thing, I really think, from the first one. Not really much to talk about because, you know, I don't really don't think he's the main focus of the movie. But let's get into the meat and potatoes of the movie. The movie itself was long. Uh, I've watched it now twice. Uh, the first time I liked it, you know, I did think it was long. I watched it with the wife. I think there was a lot of plot holes. <laughs> I mean, right from the get-go when you see, you see Steve Trevor and he's just from somebody's house. Like, you're like, wait, where did this happen? Why does he know all this stuff? And then... <laughs> Obviously, you find out that he's really he looks like somebody else. But, um, you know, Diana sees him as a as sees, sees him as Steve Trevor. It, it's absolutely plot hole all over the place. And then you have, you know, towards the end of the movie, you have <laughs> you have Maxwell Lord, who somehow kind of like a last wish talks about, you know, how he just wants to be good again. But it's like, it, it, you know what it is? It reminds me of the spider the 
Spider-Man movies is that the here the villain always turns back into a good guy at the end. You know, like what happened yeah. to Maxwell Lord, right? Oh my god, yeah, that's my biggest complaint, which I'll talk about too. So Maxwell Lord somehow is a villain throughout the entire movie, has all the entire population, people know him, see him on the TVs, and then at the end of the movie, it, it, is he going to get arrested? Like, are we ever <laughs> going to hear about anything? You know. Right. Are they going to do a Wonder Woman 3 set in the 90s and you're going to hear maybe Maxwell Lord is in jail? I don't know. So uh, if I had to give it a 1 to 10 rating, I would probably give it a 6 um, on my second turn, second go around. If I would have just given it on my first go around, I probably would have given it a 7 or 8. But, you know, the plot holes are there. And I'm sure people out there listening are going to trash it even more. I've seen the memes, the dumpster fire, you know, whatever <laughs> it is. But... You know, that's my review of Wonder Woman 84. I'm going to pass it over to Zach. Zach, you tell us and tell everybody out there listening, what did you think of Wonder Woman 84? Yeah, you know, I mean, for the most part, and I think we both agree, like, uh, let me just preface this by saying both of us are happy to see any comic book movie that comes out. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to trash a movie so bad that they stop making comic book movies because that's not going to be good. Like, I'd rather, I'm okay with mediocre movies as long as they keep making stuff, but you know, and I also will talk a little bit before I get into Wonder Woman 2. Wonder Woman 1, I know everyone thought it was just like the greatest movie of all time. And everyone was blown out of the water by this. I thought it was a good movie. I've seen it one time. I have no desire, no need to ever see it again. I thought it was pretty, it was great. It was first time seeing her in a cinematic universe or like on the movie screen. But honestly, it felt like Captain America First Avenger to me, except in the less exciting World War, World War One. So you know, I didn't, I wasn't part of the hype train with Wonder Woman 1. Mm. Now, Wonder Woman 2, I actually was more excited for, mainly because of the characters. Like Justin said, like, I liked that they had all these characters from the DC universe. I loved that they were bringing in Maxwell Lord. I loved that Cheetah was showing up. I mean, you even had Simon Stagg. So, I mean, you had like little secondary characters mm -hmm. that were still there in the movie that were great. Um, you and, know, and anybody who's listening, you know, can you give us a little bit of a history on of who Simon Stack is? Right. So Maxwell Lord, too, like there's I kind of got introduced to him. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. I joined the DC universe right around uh, Blackest Night. And I remember thinking like, wow, so Wonder Woman had killed this guy and broke his neck and he came back from the dead. Like, that's kind of crazy that Wonder Woman snapped someone's neck. Not really kind of got me excited about DC. I was like, yo, they, they're actually killing fools over here. Like, this is kind of cool. Mm. So I was excited knowing Maxwell Lord came. And I agree with Justin. I liked Maxwell Lord. I loved Cheetah. I thought she was great as well. Um, I can't decide if I love or hate. Maybe it's a love-hate on how cheesy Maxwell Lord was, but I enjoyed it. And I like Pedro Pascal, so that was cool. But yeah, my biggest gripe was the ending just was so anticlimactic. Like these villains just get to go on. Like Maxwell Lord gets to live happily ever after with his son. I mean, mm -hmm. what about all the lives that were trashed in that Middle Eastern country that he went to? Like, and put the wall up. What about all the people who died in the riots and stuff like that? You know, like I didn't get it. It wasn't like he wished everything back the way it was and people's Correct. memories were wiped. Mm -hmm. It was almost, it was just like, hey, I, I wish. And then, Whatever happened, happened, and now we're good. <laughs> yeah, just like that, that shit's kind of whack, man. Like I didn't. The movie could have actually been over, I believe, the part where Cheetah and uh, Wonder Woman fight. I guess it's at what the White House. That's the first time they really fight. Okay, yeah. there's a part where Steve Trevor grabs uh, Maxwell Lord, and in, they're they're like fighting in like a hallway or on a stairwell. Like you could have just said, "I wish for everything to go back right then and there," and the movie would have been over. But, you know, of yeah. course, they drag it out and they make an actual movie about it. But that could have been that right there could have been the way that it could have been everything reversed. Right. That wasn't yeah. how it was. Yeah, I just I mean, don't get me wrong. It was it was decent. I, I mm -hmm. think your rating is probably spot on. I'm not really much of like a raider of movies, um, but I think you're probably spot on. I like like Wonder Woman one. I highly doubt I'll ever watch it again. Mm -hmm. I don't really see the need to. Um, I guess I also just. There's a thing about the DCEU too. We all know they're in like this hiatus and there's no extended universe. It kind of makes these movies not enjoyable in a way, especially this movie because it didn't really leave any cliffhangers. It didn't leave anything open necessarily for future stories. So I'm kind of like, eh, okay. I watched a Wonder Woman movie. It's standalone pretty much. I know that 
It's not connected to anything moving forward. Maybe we'll get a third one, like you said, in the 90s. And I guess there was that in credit scene with uh, Linda Carter, but yeah. that didn't excite me. I mean, if anything, that's like a a shout out, not like a in yeah, credit it's, it's teaser. Fan, it's just done for, for fan. Right, exactly. Uh, whatever the word is, you know, yeah. fan pleasure. But they've confirmed three. Gal Gadot is coming back. Patty Jenkins is coming back to direct it. When I heard, there's, I heard Patty wasn't for sure, actually. There's been talk that maybe she's cruising over. We know she's going to Star Wars. And well, she may not come back. At least Gal said that she is going to come back. Again, yeah. like like I said, are we going to get in the 90s? Is it going to be before um, Batman versus Superman? Is it going to be after the fact? I mean, at this point, to really make it into the DCEU, like you said, mm-hmm. let's just make it after the fact. You know, it's got to be after the Batman, Superman, after Justice League. It, it's just there's there's nowhere else to go because, you, like you said, right. it had no it had no real game. And that's, I think, something that. You know, we'll talk about this in later episodes, you know, in a couple months when Black Widow talks out, comes out, you know, where does that lie? Just the same thing like this did. So, yeah, you've got these two great villains, like we said, two of her top three villains that pretty much because of this movie, we are never going to see again. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I guess there's a chance Cheetah could come back. I mean, I don't know how Max Lord does, but and even age wise, obviously, this is in the 80s. So fast forward to BVS. And that was what, 2000s, 2010 time? I mean, mm-hmm. they're going to be aged. They, you know, <laughs> I guess Cheetah can age, you know, doesn't age as well or ages like Wonder Woman kind of does, you could say. But Max Lord's going to be old, you know, like, yeah, I don't know, dude. It seemed like a waste of two great villains. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's definitely something that, uh, you know, a lot of people that I'm sure you're listening to, you're you're in the same boat with us. It is partly, partially dumpster fire. Uh, you know, Warner Brothers, you can blame Warner Brothers. I don't know if you really want to blame Patty Jenkins. She's no. a great director. Um, she's done a lot of great things for the DC and as well as even limited series. And we're hope we have high hopes for her Star Wars things for for Rogue Squadron. So um, let's move on to our second topic. So keeping with the DC uh, EU or really DC comic stuff. So we're going to talk about DC future state. And like I said, we actually got our first voicemail today uh, at, you know, like I said, over at the comic com podcast G at gmail.com. So let's listen to uh, our newest voicemail. Hey guys, super excited about the show. couple questions. So what exactly is DC's future state? Where and when does it take place? Appreciate it guys. Thanks. Awesome. So that's guys, that is exactly what we're looking for on a weekly basis. If you want to leave yeah. us a voicemail, if you want to just send us a message, this is what we want. We want to hear from you guys. You know, we will, if, if something that's relative, we'll play it. If you guys want to trash us in a voicemail, hell, we'll play it as well. I don't give a fuck. You shit. Yeah. If it's <laughs> so, funny, we'll play it for sure. Yeah, If it's funny and we'll laugh about it and you can make fun of me, you can make fun of Zach. I don't even care. It's going to be fun. So um, the DC future state, Zach, why don't you tell us exactly what it is? Okay, so to know DC Future State, we got to know a few things first. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of talk about the 5G, the DC 5G. That kind of went off the rails a little bit. You know, there's rumors on why it did. So I'm not going to delve into that too much. But the 5G kind of was the initial, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Layout, groundwork for what Future State is now. But anyway, before that, also, hopefully, if you guys are DC fans, you've been reading uh, Death Metal Dark Knights, okay, mm-hmm. by Snyder and uh, Capullo. So, Death Metal ends. And a bit of a spoiler alert here as well. I'm not going to get too much into the plot details, but obviously, it just came out this week, right? It came yeah. out on, on January 6th. So, we're, we're recording yeah. on January 7th. So, it just came out. So, again, if you guys don't want to listen to a spoiler of wonder woman that we just did or if you want to don't want to hear about future state you know read it and then right. come back to this and i'll and i'll keep this pretty spoiler friendly because it did just come out so i won't go into the story but we all can assume that the heroes somehow win at the end of death metal if not dc universe is dead and we wouldn't even be having this conversation so the heroes win and what we kind of get is this multiverse of multiverses so it cleans up the timeline in a way Everyone's history kind of gets cleaned up and they they exist. We get, you know, there's been a lot since New 52 of like the JLA not being around. That gets cleaned up. You'll have to read it to know the specifics. Like I said, I'm not going to get too spoilery. But what we got is multiverses of multiverses. So Future State is actually kind of like a multiverse. It's not the main universe. 
It's just something that kind of could occur in one of the other universes. I'm going to actually read you the blurb that's on the majority of the future state issues. So here it goes. The multiverse has been saved from the brink of destruction. With victory comes new possibilities as the triumph of our heroes shakes loose the very fabric of time and space. From the ashes of death metal comes new life for the multiverse and a glimpse into the unwritten worlds of tomorrow. So that's really what future state is. It's mm -hmm. these unwritten possible futures of tomorrow. So obviously future state, it's a little bit in the future. And uh, we've only had a few titles. Uh, yeah, so we're on week one. Right. And this is only running for two months. A lot of people are, are very, you know, I, I've had almost an argument with somebody saying that some of these characters are going to stick around after, you know, future state. And I said, listen, no, we're, we're the solicitations are already out. Like mm -hmm. January solicitations are already out for two months. Like we're returning back to the, all the older titles. Yeah. Action I think it's in March is when it ends. Yeah. yeah. Action comics, Batman, I, you know, Harley Quinn is getting rebooted with a number one, but all these titles are going back to their original numbering. It's kind of like when they did the futures end or whatever the case may be. So, right. You know, week one, um, what are the titles that we got for this week, Zach? So a lot of the titles, some are four-issue miniseries, and some are just actually two issues. So the ones that came out this week are Future State Wonder Woman, Swamp Thing, Harley Quinn, The Flash, The Next Batman, and Superman of Metropolis. Mm -hmm. So we'll kind of touch on it a little bit. I'm going to save uh, two of them to the end, that, and we'll kind of talk about those a little bit more because both Justin and I have read them. I was able to read most of these, or actually all of them. And I'm not going to go in depth about them. I'm going to give you a little bit of an overview on what they are. Um, so Superman of Metropolis follows Jonathan Kent, the son of Clark Kent. And in Metropolis, it kind of seems like we don't have a, a very clean picture of this future state, if you will, this world, other than it seems like heroes are not well thought of. Mm -hmm. In Gotham, things are a lot different. But in Metropolis as well, heroes are not really... People aren't too happy to see them anymore. So... Superman Metropolis follows Jonathan Kent, and he's the Superman in Metropolis, obviously, and he's kind of like dealing with some issues there. I don't want to spoiler that book at all, but that's who you're following in that one. Uh -huh. uh, the, the Flash, what we've got in The Flash is actually kind of like a Flash family book, and as the book starts, all the Flash characters have lost their speed force, and for whatever reason, it's been taken away from them by Wally West, the Flash, and so they're trying to figure that out. And it's kind of cool. There's some awesome opening scene with the Flash characters, uh, like Jay Garrick, um, Avery. Uh, who's the? Um, oh man, I always forget his name. Max. Um, uh, I can't remember all the Flash characters. But, so wait, yeah. is Wally West almost like a reverse Flash, like a bad guy, or kinda? I mean, they haven't explained like why he's taking. I don't want. I don't want to spoil it. But they haven't explained like how he's taking their powers yet. But okay. he's like sucked off their Flash. Their Flash. The Speed Force, yeah. Okay. So, but this first opening scene is great. You have all these guys, uh, Jesse Quick. You got mm -hmm. Max, and they're all they're using like uh, the the Rogues galleries, like weapons, like Captain mm -hmm. Cold's gun, the Mirror Master's Mirror gun, stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. Um, so that kind of is what the Flash storyline is. You had Swamp Thing, which seems like that might actually be even more in the future. Mm -hmm. And um, was a little confusing. It seemed like it was po almost post-apocalyptic, but it was really cool. It, it was it was awesome. There was Swamp Thing had like his own race of tree people, for lack of a better word. And yeah, he's looking that. he's looking for humans. So we don't have a lot of information, but you do get a pretty well to me because I'm not a massive DC guy like you. But there is a kind of an obscure cameo of a character in there that was I thought was pretty cool. Uh, well. I mean, this is not the. I don't think this is a cameo. Poison Ivy shows up, right? She's, no, no, she's not in it. No, no, no. I'm thinking of somebody else, but I know who you're actually talking about at the, at the end of the. Yeah, issue. yeah. And then you got Wonder Woman. So there's actually been a lot of hype about this Wonder Woman, mainly because of the new Wonder Woman, Yara Floor. Um, it's a little different. It deals with like she's in Brazil, and you don't get much information here either on the character or really what's going on. It's definitely more comedic. Did you read this one? Uh, a little bit. I kind of skimmed through it, but uh, I would definitely want to go back and, and read it. I've just, this week yeah. was obviously very big on reading. It wasn't bad. It seemed, honestly, it kind of read a little bit more like, uh, kind of like a Harley Quinn, not necessarily as like zany as a Harley mm -hmm. Quinn, but it was definitely a little bit 
too comedic for me. I'm not crazy about like comedic comics. That's not really my thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, she's like kind of talking with this other creature and, and they're funny and quips back and forth, but it was pretty decent. So the last two we got that we're going to talk about a little bit more in depth is the next Batman and Harley Quinn. Which one do you want to start with? Uh, I'll start off with, you know, the Harley Quinn uh, book. So like, like Zach said, it's, it's set in Gotham and the, the heroes or anything really, the heroes are not really wanted. Um, you know, you have you know, my, my biggest thing about this issue is not because it's Harley Quinn, but I love the artist. Uh, it's Simon Damone. He does the book. We, we only hunt them when they're dead. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. That's the name of the title. I, I always forget the title itself, but his art is unbelievably, you know, awesome to look at. So we have, Harley Quinn, who's kind of like a higher uh, a hired gun, you know, basically because you know they're outlaws. But then, you know, so you have her getting souped up to, you know, hooked up to Arkham, and you have Jonathan Crane. And when you put two her. doctors together, and that's what's funny. I was reading this issue, and it's very funny when you think about it that a lot of Batman's rogues are all doctors, right? right. Oh, for you sure. Have, you have Poison Ivy, you have Freeze, you have Crane, you have Harley Quinn. They're all doctors in some way, but when you have them trying to find something the fact that you bring these two characters together is is just really interesting so basically jonathan crane is kind of given up the scarecrow mantle and he's kind of trying to hunt down these villains that were you know they're kind of like c and d villains yeah and he's working for what's he, what's he called like the magistrate or whoever's yeah. running gotham yep that's correct so you know he he asks harley to kind of find these people that he just for whatever reason can't hunt down and, you know, she uses her, you know, knowledge of being a, you know, psychiatrist to fear, realize where and how to find these people. Uh, it does end on a note, obviously a cliffhanger of who I guess the main villain is, which mm -hmm. is uh, Black Mask. You know, I'll, I'll set it out there. Um, but like I said, man, I absolutely love the artwork in this book and I'm excited to read the next issue. Um, I don't know if it's four issues or if it's two issues. I think you Harley know. is two. Okay. I think so. You know, what was your take on Harley? I liked it, man. And honestly, I'm not a Harley fan. Um, it's but different, I, I, right? It's not that corny crap that no, we had it wasn't. Rebirth and New 52. Oh, God. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't stand that stuff, dude. That's just not my thing. I'm also not a Deadpool fan. Like, I just can't read that zany nonsense of, like, talking to dead badgers and shit like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, nah, bro. But it was good. I liked it. I, like you said, I agree with you. I think that's an interesting take. I can't actually remember a time when I've actually seen Harley Quinn and uh, Scarecrow kind of interact together. And I thought that mm -hmm. was a good dynamic. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I liked where the way it was going. It was fun how she kind of helped them hunt down certain villains and, and mm -hmm. how she knew how to do it, which was cool. Um, no, it was good. I definitely will read the next one or whatever the miniseries is. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's two. I used to have a list. I'm not sure. Yeah. And then but, uh, uh, the final one, of course, that we're going to talk about is the next Batman, which was another hugely hyped book, like you, right. said, you know, like you said. So, you know, if you want to go into, you know, I guess who it is, if everyone doesn't know. Yeah. So actually a couple something I forgot to mention, and I think this was only out of these issues. Um, it was out of next Batman and Superman and Metropolis. They're actually like kind of three issues. There's three stories within. So yeah. you have in Batman, you have the outside, which, which is why it was a seven ninety nine price tag. When I grabbed the book, <laughs> I, I wondered both yeah. covers for for Batman. When I went up to the register and I had both covers, and my bill was like so much, and I was like thinking, I'm like, well, books are four dollars. <laughs> I'm like four times six seven. I was like, all right, why is it? It should have been only like twenty eight thirty dollars with the, you know the Star Wars books and stuff. And then I look at the freaking Batman book. I'm like. Yeah. $7.99. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these are going to have little bonus stories. Like this one had one that dealt with like the outsiders, but it was mainly a katana yeah. story. I, and, I enjoyed that. And the Arkham Knights one was really cool too. I thought I liked yeah. that one also. But um, anyway, so next Batman, like like Justin said, a lot of hype, a lot of people buying up issues on who this next Batman is. Now, to be honest, a lot of people were thinking it's Luke Fox. A lot of people were then specking that it's Tim Fox buying up. Uh, what issue was that, Justin? Uh, Batman. Batman 313. Yeah, Batman 313. First appearance of Tim Fox. But I'm telling you, I read this issue. They don't actually show you. Both those characters show up in this issue. They show them out of costume. They show the two brothers interacting together. But they never actually show you which one is Batman. So mm -hmm. I think it's still up in the air on whether it's Luke or Tim. 
I still am kind of leaning based on like um, context clues. It seems like it is Tim, but mm-hmm. like I said, they did not bring it up. They didn't actually show it. So basically, you know, Batman's loose in Gotham and all kinds of masks are outlawed. They're after the heroes, but he's still out there operating. Uh, he he kind of goes up against the this Bane gang. All gang, yeah. gang members are all wearing Bane masks. And he's trying to help out these young kids who are kind of getting like jumped into the gang, if you will. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a classic Batman story, working in the shadows, helping out the little guy, trying. I to- wasn't a fan of the art for no, that. I wasn't either. I am not either. Yeah, and I'm not really an art guy, but I, I sometimes I am. Especially that that is one of the things that that definitely helps is uh, is the art. I think the art for or even the character design. You know, we'll get into we'll get into the second story, which is the outsiders. Like Zach said, uh, it pretty much talks. It's really around Katana. I think her redo or redesign was was awesome. Yeah, uh, you do get the other. You know, you do get another member of the outsiders at the end, and you kind of find out that there's some there's some stuff going on there. But I She's thought super samurai looking, which I liked. Yes, very like even silver samurai from the yes. Marvel side. Like yeah. it's pretty much that, but it's a female version. She's got this, you know her soul sword. Um, basically, it's the same thing that she normally looks like, but just like Zach said, very more samurai armor. So I thoroughly enjoyed that one. Uh, do you want to talk about the last one with Arkham Knight? Or yeah, well, and I also want to touch the other thing is I'm a sucker for Robins. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. I love the Robin mm-hmm. characters, and I know he's not necessarily a classic Robin, but I I like Signal, and Signal shows up in that as yes. well. Which mm-hmm. and I'm a big Signal fan, to be honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. Thomas, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. mm-hmm. yeah. I like him a lot, man. I I wish I'd do more with this character, to be honest. And you know what was good about this? Also, they also had the villain from the recent Batman and the Outsiders run. Um, this guy who kind of they they teamed up with, and he betrayed him. So I thought that was good too that he showed back up, and that was interesting. I like that. It kind of felt like it was from the future of our mainstream universe, which we know it not isn't necessarily. But mm-hmm. anyway, so Arkham Knights, um, it's kind of like, so it, actually this one as well kind of goes off, dovetails off of some of the most recent stories we've had in the Batman stories. We had the Arkham Knight character, which obviously originated in the uh, Arkham Knight video game. You know, but this one is the what is she the granddaughter of Amadeus Arkham? Yes, uh, yeah, and yeah. So she's kind of in when she she's first like a team. She got like a team of supervillains. Yeah, like she she gets all the Arkham the Arkham dudes, man, and like forms them up and kind of collects them together and gives them a mission. And she also gives them therapy as well. Mm-hmm. Like she's kind of like treating them. And who is it? We got Clayface. We got uh, Clayface. Uh, two faces on there, right? A yeah, Taz. I think you see Anarchy in the background. Um, there's a bunch of them that don't even actually have speaking lines. Yeah, Tweedle D, right? One of the Tweedle D's. Yeah, are- there's about like six or seven villains, yeah. Batman villains that are on there that you know just they're part of this team. So another thing that we're you know we're seeing where that's going to go in another month or two weeks, whatever they right. They come out. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that one, and uh, like I said, it was cool, but it wasn't. It didn't feel like at first when I was reading it, I was like, okay, what do we got here? A Suicide Squad situation, but then what was cool was then they show them at Wayne Manor. And she's like actually like encouraging them. Hey, don't forget you got to go to like your therapy session. You, gotta, <laughs> you know, I was like, "Damn, girl, you're really running this team." Like, I thought it was cool. So, yeah, it was a good story, and I, I like that one. I think this one goes for four issues. Now, do you have what's on on mark for next week's future state, or is anything that you're looking to you know looking to read that's upcoming for this future state run? So. I'm kind of a completist, to be honest with you. I don't necessarily want to read all these titles, but I'm going to read all the mm-hmm. titles probably. I don't necessarily – I don't think I'll buy all of them. I probably will read a lot of them online. Mm-hmm. But uh, next week we got coming out Dark Detective, which is actually going to be Bruce Wayne Batman, I believe. I could be wrong. We don't really know too much. But we got Dark mm-hmm. Detective coming out. We got Future State Green Lantern where you have Jonathan Stewart on the cover. You also see Kilowog on there, so I'm not sure, you know, supporting mm-hmm. cast and whatnot. Um, you got the Justice League, which looks like it's actually the new versions of the characters. You got Jonathan Kent. You see Yara Floor Wonder Woman. It looks like we got the next Batman, some version, probably the daughter of Aquaman and Mira. Mm-hmm. Um, a character that looks like the – did you read Young Justice, Bendis' Young Justice with Teen Lantern? Did you see her? 
Yes. Okay. So it looks like I don't know if this is her, but it looks like her. It's a young black woman. At, no, it's the it's the Green Lantern from Far Sector. Um, oh yes. Okay. That makes more sense. A Mo, a Joe. I can't think of her name. Like Jojen Moore or something like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which I, I which I read, which is I think one of my favorite series. Right I now. actually never read the Far Sector. Stuff. Oh, it's really good. And then you got some Flash character, but it looks like a... Which a was, she was introduced... It's a girl Flash. I think she was introduced in one of these multiverse books, like one of the tie-ins. Hmm. I think that's uh, that's what I think I read somewhere. Because I, I remember one of the... I think it was like the Merry Christmas one, or one of them blew up and was like sold out like real quick. Oh, like, yeah. It was the Christmas special one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then we also got Kara Zor-El Superwoman mm -hmm. and Robin Eternal, which it looks like... I don't know. I guess it could be Damien, but it kind of looks uh -huh. like Tim Drake to me. But I don't know. We'll see. And then you got a Superman Wonder Woman issue, which is maybe the original characters. And then and then Teen Titans. And I think that's it. That's that's so that's what we got on deck for Future State next week. I mean, I'll read all those. Actually, all those ones, the majority of those ones I'm actually probably gonna buy. That's good. I mean, we got a ton of stuff that's going to come out and we're going to figure out, you know, whether, you know, maybe we'll talk about it next week. Who knows? Or, you know, in a few weeks, if you guys want to hear more about the future state, if you didn't want to pick it up and you just want to hear us talk about it, you know, we'll definitely do that. So, yeah, sure. um, you know, that's kind of our future state article and, you know, a little bit of that. So let's get right on to our final talks of the night. We're going to, you know, we're going to end this on a high note. Like I said, the high note being Star Wars High Republic. So, uh, this just came out this week. We have tons to talk about. Uh, my my favorite thing, Star Wars, of course. Uh, this is directly from StarWars.com. Uh, I'm going to read it right off the blurb. The golden age of the Jedi is upon us. Today, we take our first steps into the larger world of Star Wars, the High Republic, with the first books in the multimedia initiative set 200 years before Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. Is it a time of peace and prosperity in the galaxy? Far, far away. The Republic is thriving and the Jedi Order is at its zenith with an individual force wielders and their students exploring the galactic frontier and keeping the peace. But this is, but the time is not without its conflicts. So uh, with that being said, we do have our first novel, which I actually just got in the mail today. And I know Zach got it, I believe yesterday, yep. which is Charles. No, Soul's. Today also, yeah. Oh, today also. Okay. Yeah. So Charles souls, um, star Wars, high Republic light of the Jedi, which is the adult book to go out there and get. So we have that book. There is also Justina Ireland's, I guess it's more of a, I would call it a mid-grade uh, teenage book. Is yeah, not quite YA, but a little bit above that. Yeah, yeah it's definitely right above that. You have a, a Test of Courage, which uh, you know goes into some other characters who are not, I don't think they're seen in the Star Wars High Republic. And then you have Star Wars The High Republic, number one, the comic book that also just dropped, uh, which is just came out as well and that one is um, you know i'm i'm really excited for that one because that is really what we're going to be we're talking about tonight right right it's star wars number one so um the first issue dropped you know it had it had all it had basically phil noto's cover it had a stephanie hans cover it had two ratio variants which is awesome so uh really happy that that is this is the time of the jedi that we want um there are a few other ones I believe there's also a kid's book. It, it's called the great Jedi race. That one's done by Kevin Scott. The, and like I said, they're all have a variety of characters. They have different perspectives on all of them, but there is a, there is a calamity that happens. And I don't really want to get into that because again, I haven't read the, the light of the Jedi. I'm excited to uh, write or read it and also maybe do it on audible. But um, you know, like I said, with Charles souls book is going to be my next read. But we're going to talk about Star Wars, the High Republic, the comic series written um, by Scott and also art by uh, Reno Endova. He's an Indonesian artist and as well as, like I said, Phil Noto. So I like you, his art. Yeah, I you know what? It's it's very interesting. My thing on the first issue uh, were, of course, we're introduced to new Jedi Padawan uh, Creve. Mm -hmm. She is her a Jedi in training to become a Jedi Knight. You also have the Tuscarian Bosque-looking character Jedi, which we you know see a little bit of him as well. But you know what's really interesting about this is that these characters are completely new to the universe. So right. you know your interpretation of them is completely different than reading Star Wars right now, like the current series or Darth Vader 
of course, or, yeah. because no, those are modeled after your opinion. Yes. Yeah. They're modeled after actors and actresses. And you're just like, well, if it doesn't look like Luke Skywalker, it's not going to, I, I don't like it. But with these characters, they've never been on a cartoon. They've never been in a video game or a live action movie. So the way you're seeing them today for the first time is, is great because the sky is the limit of what they can do. So um, my thoughts on this first issue, it was unbelievable. Um, I, I really like it. It has the first full appearance of Avar Chris. And if you guys know me, I have been talking about Avar Chris since Rise of Kylo Ren number three, where you see her as a hologram. That's your first no, uh, mention and first time we see anybody from the High Republic era, which is really awesome. So now it's finally here in 2021. Really happy that we're, you know, we have this new era of Star Wars. My only problem is all that stuff in Dark Horse and, you know, a lot of other Star Wars heads are probably in the same boat is that, you know, it's set 200 years before Phantom Menace. Uh, we do have Yoda, but, you know, there's a lot of Star Wars characters out there that, man, you know, what's there's no Sith because they talk about uh, some characters that are coming up that are not Sith. Will we ever see Darth Malak or Revan or Darth Bane? I don't know, mm -hmm. man. Well, that's kind of even, I mean, timeline wise, that's old Republic. So that could even be before this. So, right. Yeah. yeah we could get an older Republic. I just hope at some point it comes, but you know what? We're, we're here to talk about the high Republic. It's 200 years before Phantom Menace. We do have a younger Yoda. We do have uh confirm uh, confirmation of two other high council members. Uh, I, the, the two names slipped me, but they are. I got them right here. Of the, oh, let me try to. Yeah. Keep going. I had it. So it's uh, two characters that are part of the High Council that were also shown in the you know the original prequel movies, Episode One, Two, and Three. You see them a little bit in Clone Wars, but mainly on the Jedi Council in Episode One, Two, and Three. So, so you yeah. got Grandmasters. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Vader or Vetter and Yoda, and yeah. Vetter kind of looks like a uh, he's got like a furry face, mm -hmm. a little bit of horns. So yeah, you got a couple grandmasters there, and I think you get was it at the end you get a couple more maybe. Um, it was cool. Like I mean, I liked it, dude. Like I, I was excited to see to read it for sure. Um, I didn't think there was anything super special about it. Like I wasn't. There's other. There's been other first appearances that I was blown out of the water about. Mm -hmm. Like I could, I could think about die number one was an issue that like I was like, holy shit, this title is gonna be awesome, mm -hmm. but. You know, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, the main character seems cool. Um, Creve, and then obviously, you know, yeah, like I'm, I'm with you, dude. I, I, it'll be interesting to see because obviously when we get to Phantom Menace, there's something that has like they, they don't touch on in the, the prequel trilogy, which is that the Jedi have kind of been pissing people off. I mean, that's why we, we get to the point where Palpatine is able to turn people against them a little bit. So like, it's almost like they got on their high horse, you know? So I think what we're going to see is a lot of arrogance with the Jedi in the high Republic time period. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you have, uh, you know, this is not really a, any type of spoiler, but you have the, you know, you've read it. So the starlight beacon, mm -hmm. which is the Jedi te temple in space. And someone posted a picture the other day on Instagram. And I said, this is basically the justice league, you know, the <laughs> right. watchtower. Yeah. It literally is the watchtower in space. Is, yeah. Jedi. That's exactly what it is. So it's like, come on, how can you have this floating Jedi temple in space? Which is interesting. I mean, I'm sure that at some point and some and something they'll explain like why it's no longer around or it'll crash land on some planet. Who knows? But <laughs> right. have um, we heard of it before? Like has I, I I was trying to rack my brain if I've heard of the starlight. Uh, beacon before has it came up and mentioned do you remember remember it from anything oh no it, it definitely it's it's completely new okay. like everything that's in this is is completely new so uh you know I, i'm really i'm really digging the art like i said i think the the character is cool anybody could play her right right you know, there, there's nobody out there that's just like well you know this person could play it or that person we could definitely see this in live action and i think that's really what we need the whole height of the jedi when they're at their prime, there's no Sith. Agreed. Dude, I, I love that. Like, I know the prequel has its flaws. Don't get me wrong. The prequel, <laughs> the prequel trilogy has its flaws. Uh -huh. But I'll tell you what, if you were to actually ask me which trilogy I want to watch, 
if, if it came down to, hey, right now, which trilogy are we watching? I'd probably pick the prequel. The mm-hmm. reason being because there's more than one or two damn Jedi in the whole in the series. Like, I like to see all the lightsabers. I like all the battles. You know, you get in the original trilogy, you only got Luke and, and Obi-Wan. And you only have Obi-Wan for a little while. You don't really ever see Yoda use a lightsaber. I don't think you do, actually. And then in the new trilogy, you only got Kylo Ren and uh, Rey. And mm-hmm. so... I like the prequel. I'm with you. I want more Jedi, lots of Jedi, but I disagree. I want Sith as well. <laughs> yeah. If the only way we get that is if you either play the old Republic or Knights of the old Republic video game or, you know, anything like that. when a time when there was tons of Jedi and tons of Sith, but yeah. you know, Legavar Chris says uh, for light and life, that is, you know, their motto. And there's tons of Jedi. Once you see this, that, you know, this book just, Blew people's minds. I can't believe some of the stories that, you know, barely ordered it. I, I went to one local comic shop and I, I was talking to the owner and he goes, uh, I go, so how many did you order? And he goes, well, I ordered enough to get the one in 10. And I go, so 10. Wow. Yeah. So, well, 11, basically, because yeah, you got right. 10 yeah. regular copies and he got the the one in 10. I go, man, you really under ordered. You know, some places were sold out the moment you walked in the door. Some people are crazy flipping these things, but, you know. I don't know. I, I can't believe nobody knew about this because this book was it's been uh, solicited up, for a while. Yeah. And it was up for pre-order and final order cutoff before. Uh, uh, well, after I should say after the Disney plus announcement, if you know, and I'm sure someone will correct me, you know, on Instagram or something for that, if I'm wrong, but you know, the ne- so the next things you guys have for star Wars, the high Republic is we have star Wars, high republic adventures which comes out in february and that's done by idw this is like this whole major thing from you know all all the different creators you're going to get the books you're going to get idw you're going to get marvel uh and then the next novel which i will also be getting done by claudia gray uh drops on february 2nd it's called into the dark um it is you know and that storyline follows what's going to be happening in star wars uh, high republic adventures on the IDW side, which is really nice. So, you know, do you have to read everything? Um, I watched like an hour stream on YouTube of all the creators. Uh, You don't have to, because what's interesting is all these books are happening at the same time. So when this calamity, which I'm not, again, I'm not going to go into happens, all this stuff is going to be happening at the same time at some point. So, you know, I'm really excited to, you know, pop in my audible or just read the light of the Jedi now that I've read issue one. So hopefully I can, you know, bang this out before the next one comes out. And then, uh, you know, we, we've seen it. This is a three or, or three to five years, you know, initiative. There's three phases. The light of the Jedi is their first phase. Yeah. And they're putting a lot into this. I mean, there's going to be more we've seen, you know, with the Disney announcements as well, they're heavy. Disney's going heavy on star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, this is part of the future. I mean, what could be some of those titles that were announced that you think could cover this time period? Uh, well, there. I mean, that's, what do you mean, like, like some of the shows that were announced for Disney Plus? Well, I think of, Acolytes is the is the main one. Might I be think, High Republic as well. You think? I think that's the only one that's kind of like nobody really knows what what it is. But I, I heard cartoon, and I think that would be great uh, if you know Taka Waititi does a movie. This could be it. Um, we've also got some, you know, things that John Favreau may eventually do a movie. David Filoni could do a movie and really bang out another trilogy. And we, you know, this is it. This is canon, guys. So if you want to get into Star Wars, if you're not already in Star Wars, you know, now is the time. This is this is what it is, because as much as everybody's kind of collecting all the Dark Horse stuff and I was collecting Dark Horse in 2020 and buying up all these books, um, a lot of that stuff is no is not really going to happen. Like it's it, unfortunately it's not going to be there. So, um, you know, that's, that's all I have on high Republic this week. You know, I'm like, I said, I'm really excited to continue to read it. And I really want to get into the novel done by Charles. Soule. unfortunately he's, he's not the one who's doing the audible version. It's uh, Mark Thompson. Um, he's another author who has done some stuff previously and also done the narrations on audible. And it, it is interesting to listen to. I will say I am a big, I'm a big Charles Soule fan. Like, yeah. I like a lot of the stuff he's written. Um, the, he did the death of Wolverine. He did a bunch of that stuff. Um, he's written in Marvel for a long time. I like him, man. He's when I saw his name on that book, I, that was a no brainer to me. I mean, the only pro other person would be, 
I'd be quicker to buy a book would be like Kieran Gillen, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. My favorite writer probably right now. I think the reason why they gave it to him is because he he sees that there's there's the ideas of bringing all these people together and he's really not working on anything indie. You know, I even thought about the early Star Wars run when they brought it back, which was Jason Aaron. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really was done extremely well. But now we're going to have this. So, you know, we can just Charles Soule can take this and, and, you know, we'll see tons of series. I'm sure as Marvel announces books, you know, we'll get, you know, mini series or limited series in the High Republic from a lot of these different Jedi, whether they're the Jedi Masters, Jedi Knights, you know, you could see a five issue mini series on uh, Kanav, you could do of our Chris, you could do Yoda in that time period, and everybody will buy that up. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be amazing. So, um, guys, I really hope you know, everyone out there, whether you're listening on Spotify, Google Podcast, or iTunes, uh, is enjoyed our first episode. Uh, you know, we've been talking about this for the past month, Zach and I. Uh, I want to thank everybody for the support, everybody who's messaged me, you know thanking me and, and hoping, you know, good luck on all this stuff. Uh, we will be, you know, back next week with another episode. Who knows what we're going to be talking about? Who knows what type of news is going to be out there um, from myself again? Thank you guys so much. First episode in the books. Zach, what do you got to say out there? Yeah, you know, like Justin said, thanks a lot. And the name of the podcast kind of speaks to what we're trying to do here. You know, this is the comic community that we want this podcast to be for. So, you know, please send us in stuff. You want us to talk about something in particular, please send a question in, send a voice and me message in, just an email, whatever, you know, comments on our Instagram page. Um, leave comments there. Obviously, it's not like YouTube where you can comment in the videos there, but you can find ways, send us, and we will cover different things. Um, I know we got a lot of, we're bouncing off a lot of ideas back and forth between each other on things we're going to do together. We might do a couple separate things as well. I'm kind of planning a little, x-men uh weekly thing as well because that that's my stuff so mm -hmm. um, yeah man we got a lot of ideas please tell us what you want to hear and we will cater to what you want and let's have fun i mean this is our first one i think i've had a beer what are you drinking uh i got vodka mixed mixed with something in my green lantern cup so my plan is to get a little bit more shitty on these as we move forward <laughs> well uh you know it, it will happen uh we the reason why i like recording this on a thursday night is because news articles come out monday through thursday at least we can kind of read it and talk about it um we figure new books again new books come out on tuesday right. and wednesday so it gives us you know an idea to talk about uh, once anything on like the Marvel side starts, we're always going to be a week behind talking about Disney plus shows. So, you know, at least preps you and kind of gives you some time to watch instead of us spoiling it for everybody who's got Disney plus, but, uh, from myself and Manimal, we are out of here on our first episode, guys. We'll see you Thank later. You Peace.